0: Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. We learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in
1: because Big Mike has got the life starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike, Mike Zlatnik, and today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome back Blaine Elkers. Hi, Blaine. Hey, hey, Big Mike, happy to
0: be here. Um, you, you know, your, your audience is, is lucky to have you uh, on these podcasts, and uh, I, I feel blessed to be able to come back and, and share for a second time.
1: So that's awesome. I'm, I'm honored and humbled, and uh, knowing you, uh, you are the, the American Chief Result Officer. You're the best of the best, and genuinely, uh, I'm just so humbled to have you here because you help folks get things done and this is not an easy journey so let's just go back for before we we jump into that anything new and exciting uh with your family uh, I think you mentioned your son just had a birthday so happy birthday uh to your son anything else just cool happening yeah, no, uh, in life you or, or blame
0: yeah, I mean I think I think we're starting to come out of uh, restrictions and travel and things like that so it was great my uh, son and his girlfriend came over this week for uh, his birthday 28 years I, I don't know why how they go so fast but um, Uh, He's doing well, him and his girlfriend uh, just celebrated five years working at Apple, so that's been awesome. And then my daughter is a a medical doctor, she's going through residency right now, but right here in town, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and so things are going well there, so really can't complain, I I did in regards to real estate, I, I did what I think was a pretty hot market here in Scottsdale, Arizona. We just sold our house a couple months ago. Uh, the prices just got too good. And so we, uh, but we also needed to downsize. We had the kids, so we were empty nesters. So it was good to downsize, but it's also good to kind of sell that, get all that, uh, appreciation and money. And, uh, now I, I've got to look at putting it into the tempo fund or some of these, some of these funds, I got to get it working for me.
1: Thank you, Blaine, for thinking of us. Uh, appreciate, uh, uh, the thought and uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. So downsizing is is a it's a beast of its own. It's another conversation. Some folks sell their medical practice or dental practice, and uh, the kids are gone. So you got to downsize the house and you got to invest the money somewhere. So, but let's go back and talk about kind of where you are the number one, the American chief results officer. So how do you know? How do you get things? How do you get people to do things? How do you help people? I guess form habits because to get things done, I guess people need to form a new habit. Without a habit, uh, it becomes a plan, and then the execution uh, can stall. So uh, I know you have some great new ideas uh, and some thoughts on the subject.
0: Share your wealth,
1: your your wisdom.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know there are certain building blocks, and a lot of times people overcomplicate things. And I like to keep things fairly simple. I always talk about, it's like going from point A to point B, you know, and it doesn't have to be that, that complicated, you know, you gain some clarity, you create a plan and you carry it out. Right. And so those are some of the the basic things, but one of the big, one of the big building blocks of results um, and, and especially in your personal life and also in your business is your habits. Now, the question is, First question is, why are habits so powerful? And so when you start to think about habits, um, you know, you're going to realize that the habits are typically happening without you thinking about it. So, so if you develop some good habits now, now this is a blessing and a curse, because if you develop some bad habits, those are also operating automatically. But if you think about what are the power that these, that habits have to shape your life and your business is one is they're happening without you having to think about it. So habits, once you're set up some good ones. Um, they happen without motivation, without willpower, um, you know, without much brain effort, right? So so they can be, uh, you, you know, really, really powerful. They also uh, are powerful in the fact that when you develop a good habit, your self-confidence goes up, your consistency goes up, and then all of a sudden, your belief in yourself goes up. And now that kind of opens up a whole nother door of possibilities, uh, you know, uh, for you. Um, and I do believe that habits are the backbone of your health, pretty much, and, and last time we talked a little bit about that when when I was on, um, but then also your wealth, uh, and so that the the concept here is habits are super powerful, but the question is how do you create habits and make them stick? But let me, let me stop there and just say, you know, uh, Mike, have you found like in your life, you know, certain habits, whether it's as a father, whether it's as a business owner, that those habits have kind of become pretty powerful?
1: Yeah, that's a great wisdom, Wayne. I, I I happen to agree one of my personal uh, struggles have been to lose weight. And there's nothing fundamentally uh, more dependent on habits than uh, losing weight. And and I've been working with a fitness coach and I've made substantial uh, progress. But I could tell you, the moment I get into a rhythm, like a couple of weeks past, two or three weeks, it's enough to form a habit. And if it fo- a habit is formed, um, it becomes almost like you said, autopilot to eat better and eat, planning the foods, which I've never thought about, never done in my life. It's a habit. If you plan your food, you can actually do better eating. You could you could make better choices because you're planning them. So I agree with you hundred uh, percent. So l- let's just chat a little bit, just, 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 let's just explore. So I'm certainly um, a, a, a student of this. Uh, I'm learning how to get better. Uh, I do want to improve my health. And uh, so what's the process for a new habit forming? Uh, It it does take time. In my experience, two to three weeks, if you do something for two to three weeks, you sort of begin to form a a decent habit.
0: Well, so, so Mike, unfortunately, that's the great lie. That is the great lie. You have just uncovered the great lie. And people tell you that it takes 21 days to form a new habit. And unfortunately you were lied to. And so what I want to talk about today is what I call the 21 second habit that you have the ability to create a new habit in 21 seconds. How do you and, do that? and if you'll add in leverage and something I call urge surfing. So if you add leverage and urge, urge surfing with this other key component, which I'm going to tell you about here in a second, you can literally create new habits in 21 seconds. Now, it is true that if you follow a new pattern of action, somewhere between 20 and 60 days, that that you will not have to think about it anymore. You know, it'll 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 be, you know, it'll become those neurological pathways in your brain will be operating without you having to consciously think about it. So there's some truth to that. But here's the thing that most people well, I'll ask you. You know, do you, do you think you're you're really good at starting new habits, or you're a medium, or you're really bad? What what? How would you develop? How would you say your skill level is developing new habits?
1: Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I, I, I correct this joke. I'm an old dog. I'm not really old, but it, I, it, it's still, it's it's hard to train old dogs new tricks. Um, I, I do have habits developed over years, and and it is hard to. I would probably put myself in a category where I struggle to form new habits especially with eating. This has been a many-year-long struggle. So, uh, again, having struggles there and and having conscious desire to do it and succeeding sometimes and then breaking the the habits and going back to the old ways of eating the food that I'm not supposed to eat – uh, so the answer to the question is uh, probably difficult. Uh, <laughs> an old dog, difficult to train new habits.
0: Okay, so that, that so good point. Now this idea of like bad habit elimination, we're going to save that for another podcast because that that will be a podcast onto its own. Uh, but in this concept of creating new habits, is I realize that everyone, you, me. We are already habit masters, meaning that we have developed certain habits that we have complete mastery over. Um, so a lot of times I'll ask people, you know, do you brush your teeth? And most people say yes. And uh, uh, so, so the, the, the habit, I said, well, when's the last time you went a couple of days without brushing your teeth? Never. Uh, years. Can't remember the last time I missed uh, X number of days. Now you might miss a day here or there, something happens. But you're, you're unless, already but habit you, master.
1: camping in the wild. Well, I guess you bring your portable brush. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can bring your portable brush. There could be sometimes that that happens, but very rarely. And so let me, I'll tell you the story of my wife. And this is where I discovered something that I call habit linking, which is, which is key. But my wife, um, she had daily migraine headaches. And the doctors asked her to keep a headache log. So in the headache log, you have to write down like, uh, you know, what, when you got the headache, what were you eating? What do you think the triggers were? You know, what what, what was the uh, weather like? It's it it kind of a uh, an intense log but they would need that log to figure out how to treat the migraines better. And so my wife would fill it out for a couple of days, then she'd stop doing it or she'd lose the log. And then when she'd get a migraine, I'd ask her about the log. I learned not to do that, that, that when she had the migraine headache, I'm not saying where's the log, honey, have you filled out the log? Bad, 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 bad move there. I only did that once. Um, But what we did is then one day, I realized this, uh, this that she was brushing her teeth every single day and every night, never misses. And so what we did is we took the headache log and we put it in the bathroom and we put a pen on top of it and we put the toothbrush on top of the headache log. So every day when she brushed her teeth, you know, two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the evening, according to our dental friends uh, at Freedom Founders, uh, you know, she would fill out the log. And so she went, you know, a, a good, you know, ninety days. Of having that data, which when we went back to the uh, to the doctors, they were able to change up the meds and get all that stuff under control. And and now today, it's rare, like maybe once or twice a month, if that, she'll have uh, you know a migraine headache. So this concept that I want to introduce, which is part of the 21 second habit, is that you link uh, this new habit to an existing habit.
1: Uh, wow. And then, if you that's can a, add in what I call leverage idea. and
0: urge surfing, then then it then it makes a difference. So does that does that make sense? Or any initial comments on that?
1: Well, it makes total sense. Um, I, I have to use this very simple idea of what you just said. So we all have a habit of looking at our cell phones. I'm going to use same concept without realizing what I was doing. I, I got it kind I'm of implemented, right? So we, we all have a habit of the phone. It's it's become the, the, the phones are mini computers today. So we absolutely check, you know, email multiple times a day, especially if we are mobile. So what I did, I put my fitness pal on top of on the main screen. And I, I was forgetting to to basically to, to navigate and to fill out my daily eating and exercise. The moment I put it on the on the screen, it's automatic. Don't even think about it. They have it. The moment you open the phone, it's there. Oh, you got to remember. I forgot to enter the breakfast, so you basically punch it in. So yes, the idea is brilliant. And if you if you link uh, a new habit to the existing habit and you make it very easy, then you're right. It's 21 seconds, not 21 days.
0: Yeah, and so uh, a second example, like my own example is what you just said is what I did. So I had a couple of habits. One was I I like to take a mind shower. So I I don't know, not everyone takes the mind. Everyone usually takes a physical shower every day, but I like to take a, a, a 10 minute. Now, if I don't have enough time, I'll take a three minute, but I like to take a mind shower, which is basically just washing the garbage from the previous day out of my mind, taking out the head trash. So I wanted to make sure I did that every morning. Um, that I did that every morning. The other thing is I had this Bible app. So I wanted to make sure that I, I did that every morning. So what I did is I did what you, you said is that I put those two apps on my home screen on my phone, right? And then I moved all the other apps to the second page. So when I open up my phone, those two apps are there. Uh, and so what I did is I have it linked to the first time that I opened my phone in the morning, which happens every morning. Uh, And so right now today, I look before this podcast, I'm at 1,330 days in a row of doing those two habits. So so that's almost, that's over three and a half years. And I've never missed. Why? Because every day I'm opening my phone, right? Every day I'm turning my phone on. Uh, And so I habit link it to that, me turning on my phone or looking at my phone for the first time. That's the habit link. But then I used urge surfing and leverage, meaning that when I turn on my phone, you know, I'm turning the phone on because I want to see, did my kids text me? uh, You know, what kind of sales came in yesterday from the business? uh, You know, what's going on and maybe on social media or in the news, like I have this urge to want to know what's going on. Or I may just want to like, oh, what's my schedule? What's my first appointment today, right? So I want to look at my calendar. I have these big urges and I literally surf that urge saying I can't do any of those things until I do those two apps until I do the mind shower and and the Bible app. And so that, you know, that surfing that urge um, of wanting to do that other thing made it super, super powerful. So when people are looking at creating a new habit, they want to first look at what can I link to now we can talk a little bit about, there are things you do multiple times a day. There are things you do once a day and there are things you do weekly, monthly, and maybe even sometimes annually that you can start to link that new habit to. So opening my phone, that happens a lot during the day, but my opening the phone for the first time each morning, that, that only happens you know one time. Some people will link it to when they're going to turn their phone off and set their alarm for the next day. But you look at these things that you're already a habit master at, that you're already doing, link to them, but then look on what could you, what urge uh, a thing that you want to do could you surf that the energy around that napoleon hill in think and go rich he call, calls it transmutation but but where you can you can take that urge and surf it and use that that desire you know to get the thing done uh, so so does that make sense in 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 setting it up that way
1: so let's explore a little bit more on that i still don't quite connect the urge surfing to actually action taking so the first one makes sense if you have an urge to um, text somebody or your kids how do you use that to drive action for other habits i'm, I'm still not 100% clear just yeah so elaborate so, a, li- a little bit a little bit more how they're yeah. surfing um
0: yeah yeah so so when you turn on your phone in the morning there's probably some things you want to check so you might want to check you might want to check you know, uh, some, something in the, some economics reports, or you might want to check your email, right. Or you might want to see what your schedule is for the day. Right. So you have an urge when you wake up, you want to look on your phone and see what's going on. Right. So, so what you do is you surf that urge, meaning that you, you're not allowed to go do those things. Like, like, let's say my kids text me after I go to bed, I see it in my notifications there, but I surf the urge. I'm not allowed to open that till I do the habit those two things that I said I would do. So I'm, I'm actually delaying, uh, you know, I'm surfing the urge to want to look at my text message and saying, you know what, I'm not allowed to look at those text messages until I do those two apps that I, you know, that I have a streak with. Does that make sense? So you're surfing, you're, you're pushing off that thing that you want to do, you know, uh, long enough to get the thing, to get the new habit you want done.
1: Right, right. And that that requires discipline, obviously, uh, that you will not do other things where you have the urge for uh, until you do something that you're trying to form a habit about.
0: Yeah, let me give another example of that. Uh, One I just used last week that uh, somebody, you know, we know that there are certain, I call them results machines, things that you do consistently that move the needle every day, every week. One of those is something called next day planning, called NDP, next day planning. So uh, there was this one lady, she wanted to make sure she had a plan for the day because she'd start her day and I'd be like, you know, she didn't have a plan. Like she had no, no, you know, she had maybe some appointments, but she didn't have a to-do list. She had no plan for the day. And she said, Blaine, I would really be helped if I would make a plan. Uh, And I said, okay, what's the first thing you do in the morning and you never miss it? And she says, I have a cup of coffee. And I said, that's great. You're not allowed to take a sip of that coffee. you can make it and smell it and love, you can't take a sip of that until you start your plan. Now you can make your plan while you drink the coffee uh, but you have to do the plan start the plan before you have the coffee. And so when she have it linked to the coffee happens every day, doesn't have to read, she went the next five days in a row I, I, after you know a business week I talked to her, she went five days in a row not missing the plan you know so so again she surfed that urge for the morning coffee uh so she linked to the morning coffee which happens every morning uh and then she surfed the urge to want to drink that and say i can't drink it or if i start to drink it i have to do the i have to make the make the daily plans that
1: yeah make that makes total total sense yeah and i love the uh next day planning uh i, I do that all the time so it's, it's literally when most of my my schedule And it just is the statistic observation on this it, it, it's almost like if i have a uh, empty time on a day and, and it, it' it's, it's disturbing. It, I need to have either scheduled calls meetings or block time with actions that I need to do during the, the, those 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 times, those hours. So that plan makes your life a little bit a, a lot easier to think through when you're going through uh, what you need to do. you don't have to rethink it. You have a plan. if you don't have a plan, it's it becomes a little bit of um, the noise. the noise is going to consume all your time. So that, that's a great, by the way, that's a great habit. I, I agree with you. I think that's oh, one, of the, one of the phenomenal habits.
0: Well, and the other thing is, is this idea of surfing the urge, like the urge is very personal. It's something that you feel you have to do, or it makes you very uncomfortable. For example, you just mentioned, hey, I like to have my day planned. And you're like, oh man, I got to get this planned out. And so you could surf that urge to get this, to get your day planned out and say, you know what, I'm not allowed to plan my day until I take the walk or until I eat the healthy meal or you know you could you could link it back to something something that you're trying to build on the personal side so just realize that whenever you have a desire for something that is a power moment for you because you can use you can surf that urge into doing something that you want to do you know and now sometimes you don't have a lot of time and so you got to do something quick but but when you start to reward yourself for surfing the urges you get better and better at the surfing so the first time it might not be that easy uh, you know, like the lady with the coffee, she doesn't have a plan. So maybe she just has to write down her top two things she wants to do today, make it quick and get going. But then as time develops, you kind of get better and better. So just like you could learn surfing, you can learn to surf your urges and get more and more out of the urges that you have to get more results.
1: Yeah, makes total sense. <laughs> it's funny. The, the my fitness uh, coach, you know, we chatted, you know, it, it's it's not an easy task, obviously, to to eat better. But one of the simple concepts, the same way, you have an urge for chocolate, right? Wonderful. Well, <laughs> you, you can't have your chocolate until you eat all the healthy food. And if you basically fill your sort of your, uh, your day with the healthy foods, you are allowed to have that, that, that chocolate or whatever you have the urge for. So it's almost like you have to do the, the habits before you can have your gratification and you're not allowing the gratification or the urge to take place. Until the the items that that you, you need to build into a habit become a habit.
0: Yeah, oh, I yeah that, like that makes movie. sense. It's really
1: cool. This is this well, is great.
0: that makes sense too. Like you feel like you're surfing a wave, right? So the same thing, your urge is like that wave and that and, and it will subside, right? So if you, you know, if you are feeling like a sweet tooth, but you have some watermelon or something else instead, or you go for a walk, or you get real busy, or you get involved in a webinar or a Zoom or something, then that urge is going to dissipate, right? So that's going to help you uh, in that. And the other nice thing, so this 21-second habit concept is you do habit linking. So you take that new habit and you link it to an existing habit, something that you're already really you know, that, that's happening automatically in your life. Uh, and then if you can, you want to add some type of urge surfing or, or leverage on yourself so that, you know, you have to do the thing before you get something else. And that really tends to to lock it in. Uh, and so there are, when you start thinking about, okay, what can I have it linked to, right? So we, we talked about the morning coffee, we talked about unlocking your phone, right? Uh, brushing your teeth is something that happens multiple times a day, checking email, checking, voicemail. Uh, You know, there's, if you start to think about it, there's a lot of things that already happen every single day, you know, multiple times a day. Now there's, then there's things that only happen once a day, like waking up. That's once a day, or checking your phone for the first time or the last time, or having breakfast if you have breakfast or lunch or dinner. I mean, there are, there are these constant things that that happen. Um, and you can habit link to them. Or the the you know, the first time you see your kids in the morning, or you know, uh most mornings you probably see them. You know, there, there are so many different things that you can uh, you know, getting dressed. Uh, you know, for many people, it may be driving to work, right? So there's all these things that are happening that you that are already. There there, It just takes no willpower because they're happening already. You just have it linked to that. And again, then there's things that you do on a weekly basis, uh, a monthly basis, and an annual basis as well. Some people will have it linked to Mondays, you know, on Mondays, you know, Monday comes every week. So, you know, if you have a, a th- something you want to do every week, you can put it in your calendar for Monday morning. Well, Monday morning is going to come every week, right? So um, so that idea of things that, that, that you can link to um, is, is is pretty powerful too.
1: Yeah, I think this is brilliant. Um, acceleration of habit formation versus the, the traditional habits. Uh, you, you, well, I guess it'll take 21 days. Maybe you form a habit a lot faster. You still need to, to take that, that that time until it becomes sort of your perfection. But I guess your your, your control of the urge and, and urge surfing is, is what forces the acceleration of the habit. So I totally like it. Um, we don't have a lot of more, a lot more time, but I did want to ask: How do you get rid of the bad habits? So it, there's, there's a you know in order to implement the new habits, sometimes you got to get rid of the old habits. Uh, and obvious example, uh, and it is substitution effect. I mean, in, in eating, and I've, I've had it with the <laughs> with right. the fitness coach. I want the chocolates, but really um, I want a little bit of sweet, maybe strawberries or blueberries will do a better job. And how do you, you know, do you always have to break an old habit to create a new one? Or what's the best mechanism to basically get rid of the old habits? Is this substitution with the new habits uh, or there is this, this this other methodology?
0: Yeah, so so new habit creation... You know, it, you know, it's kind of positive forward looking. Um, and, and the best thing is to have it link it to something you're already doing. Uh, start small and kind of build up like we were talking about, add the urge surfing uh, and the leverage on yourself to get it to make sure you stick with it. And then like you said, if you stay with it for somewhere between 20 and 60 days, then it kind of becomes a habit on its own. Now, bad habit elimination, that's like a totally different thing uh than, than new habit creation and so you are right that in the beginning there's there's kind of some basics to to bad habit elimination and then there's some um uh, not not more uh, maybe advanced techniques or, or things you can do but the but the big thing is that um th- there's there's this idea of knowing why do you want to get rid of that habit and so, so some of the basics are, are we, we call it the big why, the substitute habit, which is what you mentioned, and then minimizing or eliminating triggers. So, so that's the basics in bad habit elimination. You have to have a reason. Now, if the reason's big enough, you might not need anything else. So my wife's uh, dad, he was uh, a smoker and he tried to quit many, many times, couldn't fall off the wagon, back and forth. Uh, but then one day he quit for good, never had another cigarette. And what it was is that his grandchild, first grandchild was, was born. And so when our son Bo was born, we said, look, you can't be around him when you smoke. And he's like, then I'm going to give up smoking. And he did it. And so he quit cold turkey because his why was big enough. So the first thing is to get in touch with why do you want to quit? And, and really, and, and the more you could dig in to feed the logical brain, like if you say, hey, um, you know, I, I want to get healthy. Uh, so I want to eat better. Uh, and so, if you dig into this bad habit of of eating bad food, and then you go online and you research, well, what does this bad food do to you? What does it What does it do to my body if I'm carrying around an extra 30 pounds? And and like you know, look into the you know really kind of the the bad side of things, right? That helps you build your why. Um, and so the other thing could be your kids, right? Do you want to be there? Do you want to be a grandpa? You know, do you want to be there long term? So so getting into some of that the, the the why. The second part is substitution. So yes, when you- you take this thing out of your life, like eating chocolate. when you take it out, you have to come up with a positive substitution habit for the chocolate. So I mentioned eating watermelon or you know, it, it could be, you know, I, I went to a, a um, like a healthy, chocolate, uh, like a health food bar, basically, um, you know, that, uh, is good for you that, 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 that you know, has high fiber has vitamins, minerals, um, it doesn't have, uh, any sugar. Um, it's, it's got some other natural you know, sweeteners in there anyway. So, but you need a substitute habit. So if you're going to break the habit, you, you got to have some positive or at least better than the old habit habit that you can go into. And then you really, you, you want to feed that habit you know, uh, that new habit as much you can, because the bad habit can be a pretty deep trench in your brain, right? So you're falling into the trench and you're trying to fill in the trench so that you can get out of there. Um, but, but bad habits can be, can be hard to break. Um, so, so number one is the big why, uh, number two is the substitute. And then the number three is you have to minimize and reduce triggers. So if that bad habit is like eating chocolate, you know, when, you know, what makes you eat chocolate? I say, well, after a big meal, I feel like something sweet. Well, then make sure that you end your meal with something sweet, right? That's not chocolate. Um, or maybe you find, wow, I really need some chocolate, but it's because I'm bored, like I got bored, I had an extra hour. Now I'm thinking about food, you know? So, so then, you know, you, you figure out how do you minimize the board, boredom, right? Um, keep yourself busy or the chocolate, maybe something else is triggering you, you know, but, but whatever you, you find those triggers are, you want to minimize those. And the best time to identify the trigger is when you fall off the wagon, we're all human. You're going to fall off the wagon. You're going to have a piece of chocolate, but when you have the chocolate, what made you have the chocolate? Just Give yourself a moment there to figure out so you can minimize that cue. Sometimes it's stress. Sometimes it's life, you know, hits you pretty hard, you know, and stress can weaken your ability to to fight that. But if you have the substitute habit, right? So if you're thinking about chocolate, but instead you have the chewing gum or you have something else, right? You could go to the substitute habit. That buys you a little time. You could think about your why. That typically helps you uh, you know as well. Um, but anyway, those are the three things uh, you know to to kind of uh, eliminating the bad habits. There's a couple of other things out of sight, out of mind, right? So if you have no chocolate in the house, and you don't have any easy access to chocolate that will help you break the habit right so you know um, we don't buy soda in our house so you know now if we're out and you want to have a soda great but we never had it in the house so that kept the the soda habit you know at a minimum so out of sight out of mind um, urge surfing is another thing like we said your desire for chocolate That's an urge, but if you can surf it for a little while, push it out into the future, say, oh, I got to do this call or I'm going to go for a walk, you're going to see that that urge subside. Um, Riding better next time, that's the same thing. When you fall off the hat, the the bad habit comes back in any way, shape or form, you have to figure out, okay, I'm going to start again, but how could I ride better next time? How could I do better? What what was the thing that threw me into the into the tailspin here? And this could be all kinds of bad habits of procrastination or not planning your day or, or, or all those things. Uh, buddying up is another uh, is, is another great thing to do, is if you find other people that are working on their health or wanting to eat right, hanging around and buddying up with other people that are doing the eliminating the same bad habit. There's a lot of strength uh, in in that. Um, You know, don't break the chain. That's also super powerful where if you can go so many days in a row, you you, emotionally, you get tied to not breaking the habit. Typically it's three or four days. If you can get three or four days in a row of, of, of not doing that bad habit, then you don't want to break the chain. So if you don't have chocolate for four or five days in a row, then you say, oh, I made it a week or then you made it two weeks, you know, then I made it a month. Right. And so, so not breaking the chain is big. Um, And then also pleasure and pain both work. Right. So if, you know, so if you give yourself a reward for not doing the bad habit or a penalty, if you happen to go back to the bad habit, both of those things work. So there's some quick little, little frameworks on uh, bad habit elimination.
1: Oh, that was a lot of wisdom in short amount of time. Certainly a lot of great nuggets. Uh, Substitution is awesome. I use this real simple when I I do have an urge to eat. Um, I really just think of a little bit about this. And substitution idea is such a basic idea. Obviously, chocolates for, you know, for watermelon or for for raspberry or strawberry. But there's another interesting real basic idea that when you're hungry, you're thirsty. It's uh, I thought about this. And really, most of the times I've realized that a lot of, you know, a lot of it is substitution food for water. And water is what we need to drink more anyway. Most of us just don't drink enough. Uh, yeah, and the, the chain is a key thing. I, I, I have to just say from my perspective, when I go a few days, I get into kind of the, the rhythm of eating well, it becomes so much easier the next day because you're maintaining it. It's almost like the habit is still forming, but you just got to stick with the program and, and uh, it is motivational both. It's a really interesting thing you said at the very, very, very beginning. When you form good habits it's just a, such a big motivator because you're accomplishing um, things and it feels like you're, 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 you're progressing quite a bit. So anyway, blend a lot of great wisdom. Thank you for sharing. I'm sure folks will listen to this more than once because a lot of great nuggets. Um, all, good, all good things, unfortunately, must come to an end. Uh, so does so this interview. Any final thoughts, comments, suggestions? How would people reach out to you? Uh, You provide a great service um, to Freedom Founders as a Chief Results Officer, and you have other consulting. So if folks want to get your help to achieve results in whatever business uh, or personal endeavors, how would they get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, I'll give you two resources. One is everything that we talked about in this idea of the 21-second habit if you go to 21secondhabit.com, you can, uh, you know, opt in, get a full report that I did on this, uh, you know, and then you'll be on my email list. So you, you can, you'll hear about the things I'm doing. Uh, so that's one, 21secondhabit uh, with the number 21, or you can spell it out, but have both domains. Uh, and then the other is I, I did a TEDx talk, and that's a good way to kind of get to know me and get connected. And that would just be Blaine, B-L-A-I-N-E, TEDx. So I did a TEDx talk and um, that was uh, a kind of a highlight for me. And uh, anyway, that's another 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 resource. And again, I appreciate you having me on uh, as a second timer. Uh, And uh, like I said at the beginning, uh, those of you who are listening to this podcast, you're blessed. Uh, Big Mike knows his stuff. He cares about you uh, and your financial future is more secure listening to his podcast and following his advice than uh, than just about any place else.
1: Thank you very much. Again, I'm, I'm humbled and honored and so much wisdom. And there's nobody else like you. You are the uh, the number one uh, chief results officer in, in, in America. So thank you for your uh, wisdom and for your for care and for <laughs> all the great thoughts. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you
0: for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun book, head to bigmikefund.com or visit Amazon and Type Mike's slot name. Keep
1: listening and keep investing. Big Mike Style. See you on the next episode.